Welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. It is Wednesday. Yeah, nailed it. Fourth. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save. My name is Daniel Dopp here with Mike Clay and Field G8s. Guys, I crushed that open. It was really well done. You got, it. you got the day right, the and date? that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Just get the information right. That as long as you get that across. We're starting on a good foot here. That's what I feel like. I got us onto a good path. That means we can have a good show because I started us off strong. So like, you know, we just received the kickoff. Opening play. We we're in a little play action. That's right. Mm-hmm. We had Jamison Williams over the linebackers in front of the safeties. Pick up 27 yards. First mm-hmm. and 10. The ball mm-hmm. is already almost at midfield. How's that for that a football analogy? Great. Right, yeah, baby. Do you have the script for this week? That's, that's what the first it is. Well, I can't reveal <laughs> anything further, but yes, I do. That's it. So, that's it. Um, uh, who do they play again this week? The, the, the Detroit Panthers. Lions? Yeah, yeah. Panthers. Right? So Panthers, Panthers be ready for a 47, uh, sorry, a 27 Look, yard gain to the 47. No Shaq Thompson. Right, yeah. Yeah. he's out. Game. So yeah. that opens up that that center of the uh, the field there. Yeah, that could be it. Do you guys see the Panthers are apparently trying to trade for a wide receiver? Do you guys I see that? See that. There? I did. You know who would be? You know who's good? Yeah. DJ Moore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he he's great. Right. Was, I mean, it was a layup. But it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well done right there. Anyways, um, yeah, I digress. Let's talk about the football show. Yeah, we're gonna dive into a bunch of fun football stuff today. We have a rankings reaction, obviously yeah. for week five, and we are gonna do a really fun exercise. I'm looking forward to this. This we're going to redraft the top of the first round here in fantasy. So much has changed through five weeks of the end or four weeks of the NFL season. So we're going to do a full redraft of the first round. See who it is that we would be taking if we were redrafting today. Just a fun conversation. I don't think it's a bad idea to do this. Like maybe one more time at midseason as well, just to give people an idea of how things have changed and how many players have really skyrocketed up the board versus how many players have really plummeted from that first round. Not a ton of names that you weren't expecting to be mentioned in that top 10 conversation, but a couple of names that are omitted that I think people are stunned are not yeah, part of the yeah, top 10. Yeah, you did text me you couldn't get Jordan Love in your top 10, and I know that was tough for you because you really wanted to. I know. To. I mean, there was some consternation last yeah. night, but I eventually settled on Sam Howell over Jordan over Love. Jordan. You'll find out exactly where in the top 10 he lands. <laughs> yeah, this I, I agree. I think it's important because there's trade offers flying all over the place. Everywhere. People are... You know, Puka Nakua or Jamar Chase? Who do you right. want going forward? I mean, a couple of weeks ago, that would have been crazy talk. Now, yeah. it's like, if the Bengals are going to be a disaster and Joe Burrow could maybe miss time at some point, it's, yep. a, it's a question. So Huge question. We'll talk about it. All right, so let's dive into some rankings. You already talked about Jamar Chase. It's like you read the script reading into the show. Mm-hmm. First off, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for looking at the show note for once before we get in here. Let's talk about Josh Dobbs. And James, excuse me, Joe Burrow. Yeah, this is my call. So I'll take the lead speaking here to start. Of, speaking James, of like things we just didn't think ridiculous. we'd be talking about. So I just want to like take people. I, I want to enter the mind of somebody uh-huh. that maybe has Joe Burrow as their starter. Yep. And is maybe contemplating benching him for Josh Dobbs. You know, one of the things that we talk about all the time in the beginning portion of the season is like, you never bench your stars, right? You don't overthink it. Don't get one cute. bad week. Don't yep. get cute. Yep. We're now four weeks into the season. Yeah, it's a good sample. Do we four think weeks. that we have passed the point where you can start to get what some would call cute here? Joe Burrow's not cute anymore. Okay. Well, he's, well, he's got the, the hair. He's a good-looking dude. I'd say Joe so. Burrow yeah, is not cute yeah, anymore. Yeah, he's not. So um, as somebody who does have the opportunity to play Josh Dobbs over Joe Burrow, 
This is a real decision that I am making myself, and I wouldn't be surprised if others are making this decision. Mm -hmm. Maybe not necessarily Burrow versus Joe uh, Josh Dobbs, but Burrow for somebody else sure. that you would have never thought would be your starting quarterback in fantasy in week five. But I don't think it's that wild, and I get it. The matchup, again, on paper looks great. Joe Burrow is, of course, playing against Josh Dobbs' defense, Arizona Cardinals, just like we thought last week was a great matchup against that Tennessee Titans defense that has been woeful defending the pass. I just think that, and if you are 3-1 and one with Joe Burrow as your starting quarterback, and you think that there's just a little bit less risk involved with Joe Burrow than Joshua Dobbs, I get it, you're fine. Joe Burrow and the one team that I have him, I'm 1-3. and three. And probably in large part because of the fact that I wanted the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase stack uh -huh. in my draft. I paid a bit of a premium on Burrow and I obviously I took Chase second overall mm -hmm. in that team, which which that that was not a crazy thought in the preseason. Right. So, yeah, I have Joe Burrow behind Josh Dobbs in my rankings this week. And it's not just that Burrow has struggled. It's that, as Mike pointed out recently over the past three weeks. Joshua Dobbs is basically Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen level good. Yeah. How wild is that? Justin he Herbert is. in there as well. Yeah. QB He's five. actually better than one of those five over the past four, yeah. three weeks. Allen Jackson, Herbert Hurts are the only ones. He's better than Mahomes. fantasy points. Yeah. He is better Can than Can we Mahomes. clip that one off or no? Yeah. Dude. And I think that's right. Because they, wait, when did Mahomes play? Was that su Monday night? When I, when I, uh, Mahomes I, played on Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah, I don't remember if I pulled that during that game or after. But anyway, he's he, he's at worst fifth or sixth. He's yeah. in that range. He's hanging in with these Over guys. Over the last three weeks. Over the last three weeks. In those three yeah. weeks, they played the Giants, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. And then the Cowboys and the 49ers. Yeah. It's not like they were scrub defenses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about yeah. that? I mean, unbelievable that, like, they've gotten the job done. You know, it's funny. I actually tweeted yesterday. And I got to stop. You know what? I'm biting my tongue. I yeah. was going to make a comment about something that someone responded to me on the X. And I've decided... I'm not, not going to validate those comments. <laughs> and I'm also like, we're moving on. Anyways, Josh has been legit good. And mm -hmm. what he adds that Joe Burrow does not add is the value of his legs. He's, yep. he's a tremendous athlete. He's a very good athlete. Let me call him that because tremendous, I think, is reserved for the Lamar Jackson types sure. of the world. But he's been rock solid running the football. And I do think the Cincinnati defense is formidable. I also thought that the Cowboys defense was formidable. And the, and the 49ers, 49ers defense was formidable. So uh, I am actually in on Josh Dobbs over Joe Burrow. And I want you guys to know that I am putting my money where my mouth is. And I am playing Josh Dobbs over Joe Burrow in a league in which those are the only two quarterbacks on my roster. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Uh, Dobbs just with his legs this season. 20.1 fantasy points. Wow. Joe Burrow this season total has 31 fantasy points. That's wow. absurd. Right? How many points does he have with his legs? I think point two is the answer. Point three, he has yeah, two, he's oh, three rushing three yards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So oh, just to give you some perspective, it's a close call for me. I don't, I'm not there yet. Like I put Burrow, I think I have him two spots ahead. Yeah. Burrow's nine. I got it flipped, obviously. Dobbs yeah. is 11, but it was a tough call. They're certainly in the same tier. It could go either direction. I will say this. Arizona has allowed at least 14 fantasy points in every game so far to the opposing quarterback. Yeah. They allowed 21 plus to Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy yeah. so far. Two guys that have yeah, Jones uh, you with know, his legs, Purdy with. I mean, he yeah, also Purdy with his arm. He does a really great game script yeah. for Daniel Jones. Yeah, that yeah, was the so, best game that Jones has played this season by um, far. Yeah. It's kind of it's almost like Fields last week. Like I'm gonna, I'm not as optimistic because like Burrow's been way worse than Fields. Yeah, 
but I'm going to give them this this matchup this week. I feel like this team is too good to be this bad. How do you do that? You want to do this? You want to do I, this? I'm surprised that you can do that. I think we should do it. But like, I should do it. I lost faith oh, after. Yeah, we should do it. We should do it. After sure. what was supposed to be the fix me game for the Titans. Yeah. That's where I lost faith in Joe Burrow. I know you're staying in on for one yeah. more week, but like, that's the point. If he couldn't do it against them, I don't think for me. As a fantasy manager, it's too emotional of a game. I'd rather have the guaranteed points that I've seen from Josh Dobbs than feel like I'm just hoping Joe Burrow finally gets it right when he it's didn't. Last the week. Titans are weird to me. Like I can't get a feel for them. Nor They're just can so I. up you know, and down. They, and they like, have an excellent defensive line that yeah, made life coaching. tough for that Bengals yeah. offensive line, no doubt. And their corners are actually good. It's just they give up so much through the air because their run D is so good. Yeah. And their run D hasn't been quite as elite. It's still really good. And I not think quite they're like, as dominant. like third in yeah, the NFL. I know, but defense. like last year was just like yeah. impossible. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like the Titans are a tricky one for me. I almost yeah. don't hold that completely against them because Vrabel just so, always has them ready to go. But uh, ours, I feel like this has to be the week. If it it's not to? this week, huh? different call. But I'm still giving them some benefit right. of that. Remember, it is a four-game <laughs> sample compared to a... I don't feel like it has to be the week field. Do you feel like it has to be the week? I I mean, I have Josh Dobbs ahead of Joe Burrow. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say right, out loud. I say Joshua Dobbs outscores Joe Burrow in fantasy points in week five. I say Joe Burrow outscores Joshua Dobbs in fantasy points in week five. Put it on the board. I was sure if he was getting it. I agree with you. I'm, I'm with field on this one. Okay. Are I you have part of the board bad or not? You don't have to be. I'm like, absolutely okay, part of the board okay. bad. So okay. Dan gets a win. He's got to buy a sloppy steaks is what it is. Yeah. I have right. my sloppy steak. Actually. <laughs> uh, what is a sloppy steak? So you get your steak and yeah. then you dump water all over it. Water? Why? See, Why? When are we going to get him to watch? I think you should leave. Uh, it's, uh, then you'll get okay. all of my references. We need to just okay. sit down and just binge it. like yeah. two we seasons. Gotta watch up. it all. The thing That's about you, Mike, is that like you're four. not you're not Kyle Soppy level like food unique. <laughs> but like if you told me that you actually put steak on your on, I mean, water, water on your steak, steak? <laughs> I'd be like, that kind of passes. That kind of really? checks out with Mike. <laughs> passes the Why? sniff you check. Think that what? I don't know. No, I'm a little like I like to try all kinds of new foods. I'm a little bit of a foodie. Okay, really? Yeah, I like I like high end food. That's high one end. thing I'll, I'll spend the money on. Really? Oh, yeah. Food. Okay. Well, I got to start making more bets yeah, we'll with talk. you that involve meals because yeah. I want to win oh, those yeah. bets. Oh, yeah. And I'll take you some profit. Yeah. yeah. We'll do it. Got a favorite um, spot? Yeah. I don't dump water on my steak. That's a, that's a, I think you <laughs> should leave, Joe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify for you everybody listening. Yeah. Yeah. Sicko puts water on his steak. I can't really say any more of that skit because this, this is a Disney company. What so. kind of sicko still believes in Justin Fields here in week five is the question I want to ask. Guys, I'm having a little bit of a stomach problem right now. I think I'm going to need for about three minutes. Can you guys cover this conversation? Because no, I don't no, know who you're no, talking no, about, no. Justin. We're going back we to already, the well here again. Yeah, I already spiked the ball on Monday, so we're good. We're okay, past that part. We're moving it. forward yeah. now. It's done. Uh, yeah, it, look, great and great showing and a terrific matchup last great week. Great matchup. And he looked uh, good. He did. He, he did. He, the question now becomes, can he do it again? It's another good matchup against Washington. Yep. Uh, 20 plus fantasy points allowed to three of the four quarterbacks they have faced so far. So this sets up well for him again. Uh, but also, it was a career day in passing yards, a career day in passing touchdowns. He actually didn't do a lot with his legs in that one, 25 rushing yards, which is kind of low for him. Also, was his first top 15 finish of the season. So this is another one. I'm, mm. I'm wondering where you guys fall. I'm, I see I'm a little higher. You guys moved him up a little bit from last week, but still still some concerns. I'd still, I'd well, I had him as quarterback Washington. six this last week, so I've moved him down to quarterback <laughs> that is, 12. That is nonsense. <laughs> 
Check the records. I mean, I, did I, you go back and change it? I was going to say, can we do that? I think we should be Probably, able to do that. right? I had him as quarterback 16. I have moved Justin Fields this week up to quarterback 14 because yeah. I still need to see it another week before I'm trusting it because the first three weeks were so bad in my Yeah, opinion. I don't blame you. I don't, I don't blame you. I, I'm concerned that this uh, commander's pass rush will just totally devastate that Bears offensive line on Thursday mm-hmm. night. So I've got him as quarterback 12. So more optimistic than last week, but still not all the way in yet on Justin Fields. Yep. I'm going to talk about his wide receiver, DJ Moore. Okay. Because I feel like I need to be out on DJ Moore, guys. You feel like you need to be out? Yep. How come? Uh I'm there. I understand we're talking about this week. I haven't projected as a starter this week because DJ Moore is the wide receiver, the pass catcher that you can start for the Chicago Bears. I just have no interest in rostering him. DJ Moore is the kind of guy I want to go out and put on the trade market, see what kind of offers I can potentially get, and here's why. Wide receiver 17 in fantasy points Mm -hmm. per game. That is great. You love that. But he's wide receiver 41 in targets. His production is absolutely outpacing his volume. And in this low volume Chicago Bears offense, I just don't think this is going to continue for the rest of the season. So I want to go out, put DJ Moore on the trade block, see what kind of offers I'm potentially able to get for him. And then from there, based on what my roster is, I want to move on if I can. That's how I'm looking at DJ Moore. Some shades of the conversation we had on Monday uh, because somebody in our league that we play in the Michigan Men League made a trade offer to me for DJ Moore. Or sorry, he was trading me DJ Moore for my Garrett Wilson, which I succinctly rejected, even though Wilson has his own (laughs) concerns right now. Uh, But because I mentioned like, you know, this is the time to try to get out on DJ Moore. Is he and he's not the caliber of Larry Fitzgerald. But are we on the, and not the caliber of Andre Johnson for that matter, but are we heading towards that Andre Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald trajectory for DJ Moore, where it's like guy just continually plays with quarterbacks who underwhelm? It Maybe. Yeah, it might be that. Uh, he, I, I kind of agree with you on this one. Is this me? What's happening? Apparently so, I was touching. Siri, Siri, you know, talking to Siri was trying uh, to talk to me. Yeah. She has commentary on, on DJ Moore. She's like, uh, I also would sell DJ Moore. That oh, was great. She said that? uh, that's fantastic. What'd yeah. she say? She would tell, also sell DJ Moore. Oh, is that right? Yeah. She would. Okay. That's great. Uh, nice. I sort of agree with you. Here's the tricky part with Moore is. Give me more. He has a good resume. Mm-hmm. He's a top 25 fantasy receiver each of the last four years. And yeah. he's doing it again. And he's coming off three straight good games. He has at least 100 yards or a touchdown and or a touchdown uh, in three straight games. At least 13 fantasy points in all of them. As long as he keeps getting this huge target share, I think he'll be okay. The problem is it is a low-volume passing game. To your point, 41st in targets, also 49th in expected touchdown. So he's a little over his head in that department as well. Yep. I'm worried that this is going to be very boom-bust all season long. So coming off a little stretch here that's been good, I, I you might be on to something. They'd, Washington's given up a lot of fantasy points to receivers, 7th most, so... Maybe it's after this week. Sure. But I'm with you. I have him in a few leagues. I'm a little nervous. I have him ranked as a starter. You can use him this week. But for me, it's the idea. Do I think that DJ Moore in this Bears offense, who could very well be Mm -hmm. four and 13 at the end of the season, do I think that this is the kind of guy that I want him? Like, now's the time to try and at least see what you could get out of him. Just for the record, Bears fans would love it if they got four wins somehow this season. That would be incredible. Actually, they might hate it. They want the first and second overall pick with Bears in Carolina. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's take this a step further then. Because I think that both of you guys, I think all of us see this kind of similarly. Why don't the and Panthers just make this deal for DJ Moore like I'm ooh, suggesting? You know what I mean? I already said it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk through this then because if DJ Moore, one of the reasons that we are potentially out on him is the volatility. If you're trading away DJ Moore, you're probably not going to get a guy that's ranked higher in our weekly rankings than DJ Moore right now, right? You're probably going to have to be going for somebody who's ranked a little bit lower. That's fair. Let me throw a couple of names out there right now. Just looking at the players ranked in the cluster below DJ Moore this week. Okay. And you guys let me know. Just I don't need an explanation per se, but just generally speaking, 
if if I offered you this player for your DJ Moore, would you take it? You ready? Yep. Let's do it. Michael Pittman. Yes, I would take Michael Pittman over DJ Moore. Oh man, I'm see. I'm nervous about him still. Okay. The volume, uh, but I'm going to lean towards Pittman just because of the 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 scheme. They're okay. manufacturing a lot of targets for him. I'll leave uh, that. Way. Terry McLaurin. I would go. Man, these are this. This, this is, this a good is one. like this is a good. We're name. just pulling from a tier here. Yeah, this is. A, that's, so that's the thing is that like more. it's saying you're going to trade DJ Moore makes sense conceptually until you actually have to go through the practice. So think what I've realized, oh, and I'll give you a couple more names. I feel here. differently than you do. Okay, because I, I feel like the idea of trying to trade a player is about let me throw him out on the trade market and see what people are willing to offer me. I don't go in with the idea of like I have to get this level of a player. So, but but here's the problem is that like if you're going one for one. And people are trying to figure out like what is like the reasonable target for DJ Moore. What's a good example, right? Because like I don't. So I'll, I'll just keep reading off names like DeAndre Hopkins. Would you want that? No, I'd go more. No, I'd okay. go more there. Would yeah. you rather George Pickens or DJ Moore? More. Okay. Deontay Johnson will be back in we'll be, a few weeks. I ideally, agree. okay. Calvin Ridley or DJ Moore? I take Calvin Ridley. Really? Yeah. I, I'm. Man, Ridley's had what three down games in a row now, yeah, bad, or bad, one bad. one yep. okay game, yep. two down games. I'd, I'd lean more, but Jacoby Myers. More. Okay. I think I would take more there just because he's the number yeah, one. Yeah, so this is what I'm saying. I think what it leads me back to is this idea. I found one-for-one one trades in fantasy harder to execute these days, and I'm realizing that the vast majority of trades that I'm involved with or that I see in my league is one for multiple or multiple for multiple. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Because DJ Moore for as we just we just we just looked at all those players, you're like, eh, I don't know. Like DJ Moore for George Pickens, I don't know if I would do that. But if you're trading away your DJ Moore plus your inferior running back for George Pickens plus a superior running back, make it work. So that my works. point, yeah. my takeaway is try multiple player trades. Yep. I think that ends up finding mm-hmm. a sweeter, a sweeter spot, finding that sweet spot more frequently than just that one for one trade at the same position, especially. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you on that one. And I think that that part of it for me, the idea of offering trades is not just go out and I'm saying trade this player. So you trade them. Yep. It's you put them out there and see based on what your roster construction is. What is it that the league is offering you? And it has to fit with your roster. So I love that conversation. I just think it's really interesting. This is a week that I would be looking at moving DJ more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I go to my next one. Let's talk about Kyron Williams. Okay. So I actually have a little bit of a rankings update because I moved him down a little bit this week. Did you? I'm a touch nervous about Mr. Kyron Williams this week. Okay. Touch nervous. Matchup. Uh, Matchup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there are actually two factors. So Kyron Williams draws the Eagles, who have been the second best rush defense so far this season. They're allowing about 62 rushing yards per game. Mm -hmm. They're obviously awesome. They've got plenty of beef in the middle of that defensive line. Moreover, if, and we don't know this for a fact, if Cooper Cup returns, does that impact the target volume for Kyron Williams at all? And I, I get it. They don't play the same position. It's not the same routes or concepts. But still, if Cooper Cup plays, it's not like Cooper Cup's going to probably have two targets on Sunday. He might have he had three last week. I'm talking about Cooper Cup. Oh, Cup, Cup. Right. Right. Cooper okay, Cup is going to yeah. have. Like Cooper yeah. Cup is so good. He still had three say, targets yeah. last yeah. week. Yeah. He had three targets last week. I did not start him. I'm going to feel bad <laughs> about that one. Like Cooper Cup might come back and draw seven <laughs> targets, maybe 10 targets, maybe 12 targets. It's the Rams and Cooper Cup. He could have 20, right? Uh-huh. So anyways, I'm just a touch. I've moved him down to RB10 this week. He's playing so okay. many snaps. Obviously, that part is difficult mm-hmm. to ignore. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. there are a lot of underwhelming running backs right now, plus the injuries like Nick Chubb, et cetera. 
but I've got him as RB10. Daniel all the way up at RB3. Yep. Mike all the way up at RB5. I have a touch of nerves surrounding Mr. Kyron Williams this yeah, week. Yeah, just so much volume. I mean, when you talk about a guy getting 90, playing 90% of the snaps some weeks, he had yeah. 28 touches last week. So only the three targets, but had 25 carries. He, ex- he has exactly two touchdowns in three of the four games. Uh, and you mentioned it, you know, the Eagles have been really good against running backs. Fourth fewest fantasy points allowed 2.9 yards per carry. Terrific in that area. Yeah. But Williams, I mean, even out of the gate, the first couple of weeks wasn't doing much on the ground. and was yeah. still making up for it in the passing game and in the touchdown department. So he's going to get the goal line work, the targets, the carries, everything out of the backfield. Also, we saw the Eagles allow 13 or more fantasy points to Brian Robinson last week, as well as Ramondre Stevenson back in week one. So we've seen guys have decent days against them. The ceiling's lower than usual. So I don't have any issue with you knocking them down a few spots, but Generally, I'm chasing volume with running backs, and those guys are going to rank high. Kyron playing so many snaps. He's, he's just, they just don't want to use Ronnie Rivers or Royce Freeman. He's their guy right now. I know. I was looking at uh, available running backs in the War Room League and my Veterans League right now, both 16 teamers, mm-hmm. and it was like Ronnie Rivers is the highest projected available running back with like a robust 4.1 points projected. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my <laughs> God, what are we doing here? That does not feel good when you look at that. It no. does not feel good at all. So, anyways, yeah, I just want to say like I have a, um, I have a ping, a pinge of nerves. I don't know. I, I used a big word yesterday pinch? on the show, so pinch? I'm trying to continue to use big words as well. I don't know. I have I just a, a little bit of nerves surrounding Kyron Williams this like week. A skosh? <laughs> a skosh, a skosh of nerves. nerves. Yes. Right, Who's next? Uh, let's talk about Brees Hall. That's Michael. Is that Mike Clay? Are you trusting? No, it's Brees Hall. What? Okay, well, this is amazing. Brees Hall plays at Denver Broncos this week, That's right? That's it. That's the yeah. end of the so analysis. So you're ranking <laughs> That's the analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, you're higher. You're at 19 of a 22, field 24 this week. Uh, look, it's been a rough stretch here for Hall, under 10 fantasy points in three straight. He's averaging 9.3 touches per game. Usually not guys you're going to be starting in your fantasy lineups, but he is starting to trend up in usage. If you look at snaps last week, 26 for him, 17 for Michael Carter, 14 for Dalvin Cook, who's being phased out a little bit. Uh, but again, the key is the matchup here against Denver. You would expect Hall to bring some explosive plays. We saw one last week. We saw a ton of them in week one. The Broncos all had the most yards. 11 touchdowns oh my and the most fantasy points to running backs this season. 11 touchdowns to running backs. I mean, granted, a lot of them were in that one game. Yeah. But still, it's happening every single week. They have a lot of 22 plus fantasy points to four different running backs. That includes Khalil Herbert last week, who we didn't even really want to start uh, last week. We thought Roshan Johnson would take on more. He was a clear guy and reached uh, 22 fantasy points. So I just think <laughs> it's a good matchup. There's four teams on a bye. He's a justifiable start this week. Absolutely. Plays the Broncos that you mentioned. How about the Broncos just moments ago releasing Randy Gregory? Apparently today is move on from your failed 2022 defensive free agent edition day as the Chargers traded away J.C. Jackson. The Broncos just released Randy Gregory, which means if my uh, math is correct. Careful, it might be boy math. It's... I got you up there. Um, was Randy Gregory last year or was that two years ago? I, I think it was, it was last year because he was going to remember he was going to re-sign with Dallas and then it didn't go well. Then yeah, but I'm seeing J.C. Jackson, gone. Chandler Jones, gone. I believe, I thought Randy Gregory was last year as well. But anyways, Randy oh. Gregory cut. Maybe he was two seasons ago. Anyways, yeah, the snaps point, were going down. I noticed that. It's, yeah, it's I mean, it's new regime. If you mm-hmm. haven't noticed, they've changed a lot of things since Sean Payton arrived mm-hmm. in Denver. So uh, yeah, I agree with Mike Hall. Mike, Mike's Mike Brees Hall. Hall. <laughs> Mike Hall, didn't he win the ESPN broadcaster show way back in the day? Uh, I got it. We got a yes, yes from our director. Confirmed. Yes, he go. won that, uh, which, which was a great show. How do you show. know that? How do you know these You didn't watch that things? show back in the day? What? When was back in the day? Do you remember the show? Like, I don't know. Probably like, what do you think, Brian? 15 years ago? 
20 years ago, maybe? You were like six, 15 yeah, years ago. Why you, is that what you're well, watching well, for you know, Saturday my, my night? Cartoons, yeah, you screen that. time. Uh, there was a show on ESPN where it was an audition. I think it was Tony Kornheiser and two others who were the judges. And the person who won this competition, like American Idol style, got a contract with ESPN. No way. And so Mike Hall, who is now with the Big Ten Network, won mm-hmm. the competition. And he has had a very successful career since then. That's exciting. Yeah. I learned something new today. How about that? Do people if, people know how people on the focus get um, get get recruited and auditioned, right? Well, that's it. Remember how Jimmy Haslam, the Browns owner, asked a guy in the day of the twenty like oh, yeah. sixteen NFL draft about <laughs> like, taking Johnny yeah. Manziel? We do the exact same thing here. Yeah. Like we just go to we, we, we just we, we just go to the, you know find someone who just has like and we just say hey you know what do you think about this Mike Clay guy? Oh, I like don't I like do it. Numbers. I like him. I like numbers. numbers. Yeah. We should bring that show back. I think uh Field could wear a suit and host it. Yeah. Think so? I think Field could wear a little, little microphone. Little oh yeah. Tiny mic? Tiny oh, mic. Tiny mic. Even yeah. better. Tiny Even mic. Better. Yeah. I like the tiny mics. All right, let's talk about one more guy here. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, this was your your call. This was my call. Okay. Right. There's another trade conversation, I think, guys. Yep. Right. The Seattle Seahawks do not play this week. They're on a bye. Yep. But I want to ask you a couple of things. Mike, last week you had talked about Zach Charbonnet starting to get more run mm-hmm. within this Seahawks offense. And then last week we saw even more Ken Walker the third. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to ask you this. Heading into the bye week, mm. I want to look at these numbers. Ken Walker, 142 snaps. Zach Charbonnet has half as many, 72. Mm-hmm. In fact, mm-hmm. 72 snaps for Charbonnet. Ken Walker has 72 touches on the season. They are mm-hmm. just far and away utilizing him more. Yeah. Not only that, he has 13 goal-to-go carries. Charbonnet only has two. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you look at the way that there's like this passing game is working. We thought that Zach Charbonnet was hopefully going to be involved there as well. Instead, nope, Ken Walker. More receptions and targets on the season than Zach Charbonnet. Right now, RB5 on the season is Ken Walker. And Zach Charbonnet feels like he is a distant number two in this backfield, just from a numbers perspective. I'm not talking about looking at the game. Yeah. Do you think that this is an opportunity where people should be going out during a bye week when this guy's not going to play and potentially try to either buy low on Zach Charbonnet? Or is this a spot where you think that Ken Walker is not going to be RB five through the rest of the season? This is the highest that he will be by the end of the season. So now might be a chance for you to go out and say, Hey, you know what? I get these on a buy, but check out this game log. Look at how much usage he's getting. And now might be the time to try and move on from Ken Walker before you start to see a split here. You know what this feels like? It's like year three or four Derek Henry usage, right? Cause he had zero okay. targets in this game. Yeah, he did zero targets. He played a season. I 71% of the snaps. He has five touchdowns. He leads in expected touchdowns this season. Big time rushing production, super efficiency. Uh, He's been terrific, but again, very low usage in the passing game, zero targets. Uh, And Zach Charbonnet, look, I think to answer your question, I think he is probably at his ceiling for the season because of the low usage in the passing game. Uh, But I think it's kind of one of those things where you just ride it out because he's a really good runner, good offense. He's going to keep getting most of the carries in the goal line work. Uh, and I do think Charbonnet, like, I think it's going to be a game script thing. So there's games where they're competitive or they're trailing. You're going to see more Charbonnet mixed in and passing situations. We are starting to see that gap uh, close up a little bit. So that's what I think I would keep an eye on. But to answer your question, I don't think I would be go- aggressive trying to acquire him, but I also would not be selling right now either. Not selling Ken Walker because you're going to keep riding that because running back is so bad. It's like, I'm just going to take a guy that is out there producing mm-hmm. because we don't have a lot of guys that are delivering on a week in and week out value. That's a great point. Either of you guys have a situation on Monday night where you needed like 
10 points from Ken Walker to win a matchup or conversely, we're up by 10 and your opponent had Ken Walker. I did not. Okay. I was just wondering what was going through your head when Ken Walker had that early play in the game where he thought he was not brought down to the ground that touchdown. and ran for 73 yards yeah, and a touchdown. Yeah. I had that a situation. Like play, right? Yeah, it was step? very early yeah. on in the game. So I had a matchup where I was up by like, I want to say uh, like eight in non PPR and my opponent had just Ken Walker and Darren Waller left, which is a lot, but in non PPR, you know, crazy things happen. And Waller's had a slow start, which continued on Monday night. I, was apoplectic about that play. I was like, if you cannot tell that Ken Walker's <laughs> yeah. elbow clearly touched the ground, then you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. You don't know ball and you should probably resign. If we would That's almost so got one of the videos of people like where like the, their team loses and they smash their TV. Yes. Got one feel like pulls you like, TV a, like a nanny cam in your, in your family room. Like, yes, yes. Like, I would have just smashed that. that oh, been, just smashed well, the TV. I would have smashed the TV. It would have been caught footage. in the nanny cam. That would have been bad. I, huh? I, the reason why I say this, Mike, and I'm totally with you on not moving on. I do think it's interesting because I think Ken Walker, the third, mm. I don't think he's going to get higher than RB five at the end of the season. Yeah. I think, I think this is his peak, right? This but because be running one. back is so bad yeah. with what you're talking about field. When you're talking about tradings, is Zach Charbonnet the kind of guy that I want to throw into the back end of a trade where it's like, hey, this guy's got upside. If Zach, if Ken Walker ever is not here, look at what this role can potentially be for Charbonnet. Yeah, low value right now. Someone that I think that you could just put in as a part of a low-end trade yeah, from that perspective. I like Charbonnet as a bench stash for sure. I yes, mean, if we're talking about insurance stash. running backs, there's, there's no doubt about it. He's in the top five. Right no now question. on a bye week. Players can't use him. Might be not a bad time to be mm-hmm. able to grab him. All right. We're going to talk about our first round redraft. Coming I can't up next. wait for this. But first, first, Geico first. asked, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? I would love that. Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Hey, college football fans. I'm going to let you in on a little secret that will help you win game days this season. Eckrich Smoked Sausage. Mm. You're probably asking yourself, whatever your name is, self, can it really be that easy? Absolutely, it is. Eckrich Smoked Sausage is crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. They're delicious all by themselves or in any recipe you can dream up. If the word recipe sounds like a lot of work, don't worry. Visit Eckrich.com for dozens of simple mouthwatering recipes, making your tailgate a prep. You're making your tailgating prep a stress-free There event. it is. So there you go. Eckrich Smoked Sausage is the secret to winning game days. You can thank me later. Visit Eckrich.com for more. All right, let's dive in. Field, this was your idea doing a first-round redraft. I am really excited just to be able to see how the landscape has changed. Yeah, do you like this idea? I do like okay, this idea. Okay, do you idea. like this idea? Absolutely. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you guys like this idea that I proposed. I hate it. Don't uh, tell me. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. I can hear you, No, I thought it was a useful exercise right now because I do think people are wondering how things have changed a quarter of the way into the season. I know that uh, with 17 games, it's a lot less clean to say that we've been a quarter of the way through the season, but I look at it like this. This is halfway through week five, which means we're four and a half weeks into the season. Four and a half times four is 18, whatever. Clean enough. Let's do it. Let's call it the quarter mark of the year. So I thought what we would do is redo the top round, the first round of a draft and see how we would size it up if the draft began right now. We each had our own top 10. Yep. 
And it's, this is weird. You're, like, your guys are different from the preseason. Mine's the same because I had a perfect. You wow. didn't change that at all. Yeah, like, that is weird. You just seem to go a third overall. That's why I thought it was a weird yeah, exercise because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, it's the same. So um, we're doing a no, it's not. It yes. is not the same. Normal, normal PPR, as yep. ESPN standard, 10-team yep. league. So field, you yep. are number one. 1.01 pick right now. Yeah, and we'll each reveal our selections at each slot and then talk, and then talk about it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, for me, 49ers running back, who has been absolutely exceptional, Mike. Christian McCaffrey, 49ers running back. He's been exceptional. Running back is so bad, and Christian McCaffrey has been exceptional, so I'm going <laughs> so with good. CMC. Yeah, okay. So End of no analysis. Surprise there. Right? I mean, one, there, right? there really <laughs> isn't that much more you have to say. I'm sure at some points he will not score a touchdown in a game. That might come in, like, I don't know, maybe next offseason. Somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. yeah he's Pre-season been, and he's been so money. I will say this. One of the things that we talked about with the 49ers offense coming into the year was just like the unpredictable nature to it in some ways. They have like double, tripled down on Christian McCaffrey. It's just remarkable how much they are using him, even more so, I feel like, than at times last year after that trade. It's just a joy to watch Christian McCaffrey in this offense every single week. Yeah, and it seems like they're just playing it smart, where some weeks they're in position to use him a lot. And then, for example, they'll play like on Thursday, and they'll use a little more of the backup running back. Or if it's a a game where they run 75 snaps instead of... You know, 60, they'll they'll use more of the other way. But when they have opportunities, he's on the field and and handling most of the snaps. 31 more fantasy points than any other running back. I will say this. If you want to nitpick, they have a very hard rest of season schedule for running backs based on the first month of the season. That could change. I just scanned over that as we were going to talk through these guys. Sometimes it helps break ties a little bit. It it is a harder slate, but not worried about McCaffrey's involvement in the passing game, the running game. It's been offense. Kyle Shanahan, so much in his benefit. So great. CMC is tied for first in rushing touchdowns with Raheem Mostert. Do you think CMC or Raheem Mostert is going to lead that at the end of the season? Um, I will go with CMC Good on a limb. I yeah. will take that one as well. You want to board bet it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on and talk about our number two pick. Guys, if I'm picking second overall, 1.02, I'm still going with Justin Jefferson. Jay Jetta for me. Field, where are you going? I'm taking Justin Jefferson as well. He I moved down taking... one spot from our pre-draft rankings, and this has actually nothing to do with Jefferson. It has much more to do with McCaffrey's brilliance. 100%. Jefferson has 103.3 PPR points. That's the second most in the NFL mm-hmm. so far this season. He has just been unbelievable. He's the only player with at least 24 PPR points in every game this year. The consistency is off the charts. If you took him first overall over McCaffrey, you might be a little upset. You don't need to be. He's been outstanding. He's paid it off for sure. Top eight scoring receiver in all four weeks. He looks the part. He's still playing for that new contract. And, and by the way, we still have a long way to go. You know, we, one of the reasons we didn't take McCaffrey first is, you know, running back, Durability issues, yep, right? Totally. That's still yep. a, a prominent deal, something we still have to concern ourselves with going forward. So no regrets taking Jefferson first overall, but if I'm with you, I put him second. Yeah, we are lockstep through the first two picks with CMC and JJ for the third pick overall. Let's mess it up. Let's mess it up. Let's swap, which we'll swap up these stakes. I feel like this is obvious here still. I'm taking Tyreek Hill third overall. Tyreek Hill has been awesome so far this season for the Dolphins. This there have been It's weird. He has had two absolute boom games mm-hmm. and then two games where he was quote-unquote, held in check. One against the Patriots where you had five catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. So held in check is 15 fantasy points for Tyree Kill. I've got him third overall. How about you, Mike? Mine is, if you see the graphic, it's T. Hill. Mine's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, congratulations. There we go. Now, also Tyree Kill. Uh, Yeah, so last year... Uh, Taysom Hill, or excuse me, Taysom Hill, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Darn it. You did that to yourself. He had, a, he had 100, <laughs> I did. He had 170 targets in 17 games. That's 10.0 per game. That's really through good. Through four games this year. He has 40 targets. That's 10.0 so per game. Also has four touchdowns. 
Again, if you want to get nitpicky here, the Miami passing game schedule the rest of the season is hard across the board for the tight ends don't matter really for them, but the receivers, the quarterbacks, this includes Tua. The schedule is much tougher going forward, but I'm not sure it matters. This team is so good. When the matchup's right, they're going to be a team that could score 40 points. And then in a tougher match, or probably 20. They're just a really good offense. So no issues here. Tyreek is legit going for 2,000. He's highly motivated. He very well that matters. Yeah, yeah he totally might. Yeah. yeah, he's trying I like to. It. Really. I love that right now. All right, so through the first three picks, again, we are the same field. I think yep. this is where we're going to start seeing some differences. Yes. Fourth yeah, so pick, with pick direction? four, I took Stephon Diggs for the Buffalo Bills, who's been awesome. He's had two massive games you already this season. Diggs. Mike, who are you taking at five? I am taking Austin Eckler. Sorry, at four. I expect him back after the bye. Austin Eckler. And I'm also taking Austin Eckler okay. as well because right. running back has been so bad. So, Field, why are you going with Stephon Diggs here? Yeah, I can't imagine Diggs is too far down your guys' board. Nope. However, the only way that I was able to break this tie is because I do think Austin Eckler is back after the bye. He was a very strong consideration to pick for. But even if the chances of him not being back are 5%, that's how you break a tie of two players that are this good. And Diggs has been sensational. And this Bills offense looks, once again, like the very best in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little lower on Diggs. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, I just think it's kind of the same as what we've gotten from him. I think he's going to be a mid-range wide receiver one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, some They've had some huge games as of late, too. Mm. Tons of points. I think they're going to be fine all season long. But I think you'll, you'll see that uh, I think level off a little bit. Because, again, I don't see much difference from the Bills offense from last year and necessarily the years prior to that. I think they're going to be one of the highest scoring offenses. Diggs is going to have his big games and he's going to finish his wide receiver five or something like that. Do you even watch ball? Wow. Wow. No, I talk. Wow. We've been over this. Okay. Box scores. Yeah. Box scores. All analytics. Um, yeah. Right? PFF uh, grades. Yeah. Pass block win rate. That's yeah. what it's about. That's uh, what it's about. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what so, this game is. Yeah. Well, I, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit more optimistic on Stefan Diggs. What do you have him as like player seven on your board? Eighth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's fine. All yeah. the way down. That's, that's where he was drafted. I mean, again, I mean, if we are redrafted right now or you're. Cons- whoa. Whoa. Sorry. All right. Relax. I know you don't like my take. No, I'm with you on your take. I also have Austin. But, uh, yeah. So we'll get to. I mean, there's just a couple guys. And a one-for-one one deal, I would prefer, including uh, a running back who you hate. So I, we'll uh, we'll get to that. I think when Eckler comes back, he is just, you know, the same guy that we think we have seen and given the way that the running back position has been this year. That's a part of why I love him. He's there. awesome. Yeah, I hope that there are people that are not mad about the pre-draft discourse involving Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey. And people say, no. like, you missed the boat on Eckler versus McCaffrey if you had Eckler ahead of McCaffrey. In the f- only game that Eckler has played, he scored more fantasy points to Christian McCaffrey. Yep. And, the, and the whole thing in the preseason was like, we are looking for like a razor thin difference maker. The 49ers depth chart was a lot more imposing than the Chargers depth chart was, which by the way, has been fortified. Josh yes. Kelly stinks as we have seen in his opportunity to fill in for Austin Eckler. So Eckler should be incredible the rest of the season, really hoping he is back in week six. And substantially easier schedule. He's one of the easiest running back schedules going forward. Again, this is all based on the first month of the season. Very easy for Eckler on the hard, very much on the hard side for McCaffrey. So something to think about. I'm with you. 164 yards in week one. Yeah. Eckler, when he's healthy, should be all systems go. All right, Field, you're on the clock with the fifth pick of the first round redraft. I took it off Eckler here. So, yeah, there Whoa. we go. Wow, way down. Hate Seriously. Him. All right, Mike, what about you? All right, Which my direction? pick is a guy who I don't believe 
is in, spoiler alert, Fields' top 10. Mm. So this is an interesting topic. Uh, we kind of broke Fields' brain yesterday for yes, a while yes, when yes. I uh, mentioned this guy <laughs> because I named him Antonio Pollard of the Texas Cowboys. I thought there was some sort of inside Cowboys. joke. We were on our group thread yesterday, and I thought that like Antonio Tony Pollard. Yeah, so Tony Pollard is your pick five. Uh, and Daniel, who do you have? I took Stefan Diggs because I think he's a pretty good value at five. If he gets past you at four, I'll probably draft him at five. There you go. Okay, so Mike, make your case here for Antonio Pollard, which and, isn't like that controversial a pick at all. Yeah, so check this out. Uh, in I will. three games, yeah. the Cowboys, they're three wins. Yep. You know what the score, the combined scores of those three games? Uh, it's almost unbelievable. <laughs> wait, in it three, is, oh, no, hold on. I know they're three me, wins. They're three wins. I know that they've allowed a total of 13 points. That's correct. They've wins. scored 108. They're so absurd. these yeah. wow. games have been blowouts. In yeah. those games, Tony Pollard has played 60% of the snaps. Yeah. In their win, or excuse me, in their loss, Arizona, he played 87%. Mm. So he has not had to play late in games. They're yeah. blowing teams out. We're seeing Rico Dowdle. You were just seeing backup running backs worked in. It's just. He hasn't, they haven't had to utilize the him completely. And still. scoring points for Dallas. Yeah, but but nonetheless, so he's able to rest in these games. And still, he's second at running back in touches and expected touchdowns. He's seventh in fantasy points. He's top five at running back in carries and receptions. Mm. And he has not had a full workload through mm. a month of the season. They're not going to keep blowing teams out by quite these margins. I don't, okay. I don't believe that. Maybe so, you made me a convinced uh, a believer. Uh, Maybe yeah, you have. Uh, Maybe you have convinced me. The the volume for Pollard is real and it's still a little bit un, unheralded okay. un, understated. I think he's going to just tear it up going forward. So he's actually, that's RB. He's RB three for me moving forward. This okay. Yeah. RB three. Wow. It's All a right. crazy thought because uh, there's somebody that's better than him that you have not mentioned yet mm. by oh, a lot. Interesting. Right. At the sixth overall pick, where are you going field? B. John Robinson, mm. who I, I don't even I, like again. He's so good. It's so tough to watch this Falcons offense. It is not tough to watch B. John Robinson. I love watching him. He is Mm -hmm. absolutely unbelievable. At least 10 fantasy points in every game. He's just been remarkable as a passer. Pass catcher, excuse me. Remarkable as a runner as well. I wish he got the football even more. But even with his relatively limited workload compared to what I would like. He's still absolutely dominating so far this season. Yeah. How's 6.0 yards per carry for you? Seems pretty good. Pretty darn yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah, he's amazing. He's sixth on my board as well. Leads all running backs and catches. That's something we hope for coming yeah. into the season. We're getting that. Uh, he's third. He's actually exactly third at running back in both rushing yards and receiving yards. So, this is about what you expected. If you took him in the first round, he's painted off. Yeah, he absolutely has. I actually went with Keenan Allen here. I do have Bijan. But Keenan Allen, you got got no Mike Williams in this offense. I'm not believing that Quinton Johnston or Joshua Palmer is going to come in and all of a sudden take over and and become a world beater in this situation. So for me, yeah, one catch last week. Yeah, Keenan Allen. 35 receptions, 44 targets. How many games have we played? Four. Uh, four. By so my it's math, 11 yeah. targets per game, a good, good number. That's very he's good. good. Yeah. Uh, my only concern there, and he's actually, he just missed my top 10. Uh, can he keep up the touchdown pace? He has three mm-hmm. touchdowns, 2.0 expected. He had never six, had 10 in the season before. Right. And he usually has six or fewer. And he had six two years ago. He had four last year. Yep. I'm just not sure that's his department. And I think he's going to come back to earth a little bit. He's and also again, the we're, oldest we're pick, person ever, picking. according yeah. to your metrics. Yeah, he's in his 30s. I mean, geez, that is true. He's, I can't believe he's even. What do you see when you look in the mirror around. in the morning, Mike? What? What do you see when you look in the mirror? <laughs> I see it. Uh, a uh, perfectly decent-looking middle-aged man. Middle-aged man. Middle-aged. I'm not an NFL player. Oh, remember that app like three not years ago that aged you? Oh yeah. 
First of all, does that thing still exist? I'm sure it's somewhere. Find, Maybe it's there's a filter. Okay, yeah. yeah. The kids like to play with that. You'll get there someday. Okay. Like, the girls I can only play. imagine what you, what like what that age app must have meant to you. You're like, oh, Aaron Jones doesn't need that age app. The, the dude's yeah, he's, already he's borderline collecting player. social security. Yeah, that's right. Wow. I'm with you. 28 year old running backs. Number seven. 30 at receiver. Yeah. I mean, just hang it up, man. All right. We got the seventh pick. Field, give me who you're going to pick, and then I'm going to go to Mike because we have a discrepancy here with the seventh Ooh. overall pick. Uh, I have <clears throat> Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Correct. At 1.07. And, yeah. Mike, I have Devontae have? Adams. You have Devontae Adams, and I also have Devontae Adams at seven. So, Interesting. Field, still going with Travis Kelsey. Talk to me about this decision. Um, I, I, So, I know it's been compared to prior years, like a touch of a slow start here for Travis Kelsey, but I think part of that is just like the measuring stick he has set yeah, for himself, right. right? Where it's like, what was it, the first game, nine catches for 67 yards and a touchdown? Wow, people are like, yeah, it's okay, him. right? You know, <laughs> uh, six catches for 60 yards last week. People are like, ho hum. But what has like maybe 32% of the content been on our show this week? Hey, this tight end still stinks. Yeah. Where do you find another one that actually is good? And while Mark Andrews has been really, really good in two out of three games this year, like five catches on five targets for 80 yards and two touchdowns is a less sustainable formula for a player Mm -hmm. than Travis Kelsey consistently seeing probably close to 10 or seven to 10 targets in every game. Yeah. So Close to 10 targets a game for Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Such a difference maker there. And um, the Chiefs offense has sputtered a tiny bit relative to its own pace through the first four games of the season. I would not be surprised that the schedule starts to include more games against their own division. The yeah. Chargers, the Broncos, yep. the Raiders. That's what I was just thinking they play about. the Vikings today, this week. Like The Chiefs schedule is so gratuitous going forward. I love the opportunity for Mahomes and mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey to just totally smash. Yep, that's my note here. The Chiefs offense has a very, very, very good nice schedule going forward. One of the easiest in the league. Honestly, it's, it's. I mean, just Two look Broncos at who they played matchups so in the next four weeks, right? Mm-hmm. I think you talked and about To your it. point, the Thank Raiders God. twice yeah. as well. And again, in the one matchup Chargers. that was like on paper completely chalky for the Chiefs, and I get it. Like for the Chiefs, almost every matchup feels a bit chalky. But in the one game where you're like, they should totally dominate against the Bears, Mahomes in like two and a half quarters throws for 272 yards and three touchdowns. Meanwhile, Kelsey goes for seven for 69 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, not worried about them at all. The key there is, and this maybe is a topic for tomorrow or Friday, but figuring out if there's a receiver that could benefit from this going forward. I'll tell you what, I'm just looking at the schedule. This is the spiciest meatball of all time coming up for the chiefs. (laughs) Vikings, Broncos, chargers, Broncos again. Amazing. Now's Uh, the time to buy into this offense. Dolphins. Dolphins are defense that they have capable players. It might be a shootout Eagles, which we'll see still not exactly sure how much of a deterrent they are Mm -hmm. defensively right now. Raiders, Packers, bills, that's all the way in December. We'll yeah. worry about the Bills later on. This is just a fantastic schedule for the Chiefs. It really up. is. I'm yeah. with you. I'm really worried, though, about this, about Patrick Mahomes in a non... I had this conversation with Pierre Piquet. I'm worried about Patrick Mahomes in a non-Travis Kelsey world because we watched something similar. He started making me think about this. Aaron Rodgers had this thing where like, he had one guy, and it was Devontae Adams for a real long time. And without Devontae Adams, he didn't look the same last year. Yeah. I want one of these wide receivers to do something for me this year. It's Fair been, enough. We've, we've had last year where they did nothing, nothing. There was no wide receiver that stepped up this year through four games. We've not seen anybody step up. They thought it was going to be Kadarius Toney. I don't know why they thought that, Fair. but that was a problem. Sky mm-hmm. Moore has not stepped up. Yeah. I wouldn't I think, be surprised if that's a few years away, though. Kelsey seems yeah. – I, I can't quite put my finger on why – but Travis Kelsey seems reinvigorated right now. Yeah, no, no way to know. There's no way to know why. 
nothing nothing's going on right no no nah. anyway weather uh, might be better also, weather these days yeah, maybe i'm also not really as concerned as you are because we've seen this before with the best we've seen it with tom brady we've seen yeah. it with Peyton manning we saw it with donovan McNabb. remember sure. the eagles famously never went after pass catchers yeah. until to and they were always you know 13 and 3 yep. just crushing it totally. so i'm not worried about it i think and by then they'll probably hope ideally find a Another alpha receiver. Somebody else. For the record, by the way, who who would you want on your uh, at least on your bench now? Who's the Chiefs receiver you want? I have an answer. I have a, an answer. The Chiefs wide receiver in. that I want. I guess it it would still either be Sky Moore or Rasheed Rice. It's for Rasheed me. Rice for me. For yeah, sure. Rasheed Rice. He's yeah. trending up. Snaps are going up. I think yeah. he's the guy. Rasheed Rice. Guys. All right, let's do. It. Let's rip through these All last right, few right, picks here. Let's talk about eight. Field. You guys who do you said, have at eight. Uh, Devontae Adams. So we just saw him at six for, you for me. Yep. We talked through him already. And I've got Bijan Robinson at eight again because running back is so thin. I just like the idea of being able to grab a young running back that has been an absolute stud here. I do want to appreciate Devontae Adams for what he did this past week. I thought he was done with that shoulder injury. Took a massive hit. Guttered it out. He used a different term to describe it. He's awesome. Just really enjoy. Like, what an honor it is to watch. Like, I know that we are in maybe this ridiculous era of wide receivers, but for a guy that's pushing 30, what an honor it is to watch him play football. He's awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. And this is hard to believe because every year we talk about how he is just number like number one or top three in target share and targets per game. Career highs in 39% both categories. Target 39%, target 12.8 right yeah. targets per game. That's our career highs. He's had a ton the last two weeks. So Massive. He's, he's, so he's, still, he's still got it. The idea yeah. that Devontae Adams is setting career high in targets and he's still not the number one wide receiver in targets is unreal. Who is Field Yates? Number one receiver in targets right now? Is that Puka Nakua? Puka, Puka Nakua. Nakua. Yeah. By the way, official Rams have designated Cooper Cup to return to practice today. Mm-hmm. So that. we'll All see right. whether he Could plays, but week. that's a great him and Jonathan Taylor have both been de- uh, designated to return. Bigger fantasy impact of, of uh, players designated to return. Is it Cooper Cup or Kyle Phillips in Tennessee? <laughs> <this> week? <laughs> it's hard to say. Two slot it's receivers. Two good call. Two guys, yeah. 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 Honestly. Pick number nine? Yeah. For us? I got Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. All right. Mine might be a little controversial. It, it might be the most controversial it of is. the draft. Yeah. Chase Brown? <laughs> Darn it. I was going to say a kicker. So. Uh, Chase McLaughlin. Jamar Chase. Wow. Jamar Chase. Wow. Uh, uh, Daniel second and ADP. Yeah. Yep. yeah, you have Tony Pollard. Yeah. Uh, Chase is interesting. Uh, fairly easy schedule going forward. I think the, the volume's been terrific. It's so getting peppered yeah. with targets. So uh, we're going to talk more about Chase, I think, in the show. So I won't get too into it. But uh, I'm, I'm going to hold on some more hope that this guy could still pay off. He's just so talented and the volume's there. Yep. It can't be any worse than this. And he's still... Up there in yardage and targets. I'm so, sorry. Um, did you just say it can't be any worse than can, this? I don't I think mean, it, it could be, be worse to get worse. Yeah. Can I it mean, get worse? You, I mean, you he me. literally is last among all. Joe Burrow is literally last in fantasy points among quarterbacks that have started every game so far. So that seems bad. Mike. I don't know much, but that seems bad. Yeah. It, it can't get worse. Can it, Daniel? The don't tell me it's worse. Is, he's by the way, still getting targets at least. Like he could, he could, him and T. Higgins too. And also, T. Higgins could miss the game. He could miss the game. That would help. Hopefully you would Maybe, think. I don't know. I mean, I, I am done predicting what the heck is going on with this Bengals offense. Every year we're like this, this guy feels safe at least. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. every year we get proof that that's not the case. Burrow chase seemed like two of the safest picks in yeah, fantasy drafts this did. year. Totally. Yep. Here I mean, are. they should have been. And this is not a chase thing. And we know but that. But I right? don't have a great explanation for it. Usually you could figure something out and maybe it just is the injury. Yeah. He's not on the injury report. It's But really yeah. him not maneuvering in the pocket makes them go from the best offense in the league to the worst offense in the league, arguably. Yep. Oh, like, man. I, I, that's hard for me to, un, to understand. I think the injury that. is definitely a significant part of it, but I think they're, like, as I said, the off, I, I said this a couple days ago on the show, so sorry to reiterate, but he's not nearly as mobile. Mm-hmm. Those second reaction plays are not there. The offensive line is struggling once again. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get shots down the field right now. Defenses are treating them differently. They haven't gotten a whole lot from their running game so far this season, which 
Not that they did last year or the year prior, Ooh. but just feels like a very different level of scare of fear that they are injecting into opponents compared to the past couple mm-hmm. of seasons. Yep. This is a part of field why we talked about coming into this season. Yep quarterbacks one of the things that we want is just quarterbacks that have mobility and mobility does not have to mean that you're a running quarterback but you have the ability to extend plays roll yeah. out of the pocket break containment keep drives alive totally we're not seeing that with joe burrow yep. yeah and that's absolutely what is impacting this bengals offense which is tough all right 10th overall pick last pick of the first round and then i want to ask you guys some guys that almost just made it, but didn't make it. Uh, aj brown at? for me aj uh, brown who i absolutely okay sorry AJ brown for you yes. uh, i want to 10 here's where i have uh travis kelsey you have Travis Kelsey yep. at 10. Okay. And I've got AJ Brown at 10 field. So I'm with you here. The volume has been awesome for AJ Brown. There was that one dip and then the squeaky wheel gets the grease as Daniel yep. very uh, wisely predicted over the past couple of weeks. He has been an absolute mash unit. So uh, he's been amazing. Yeah. I'm a, I'm just an Eagles hater. So, so you're out. On just out. Predictable. Yeah, he would have been uh, 11 for me. I believe uh, his target share is up a lot from where he's been the last three yeah, years. I think, great to see I think we got a little spike here. And then I think it'll come back to earth a little bit. I think more Dallas Goddard, more Devontae Smith in this offense. Weirdly. You see what he's doing here? Yeah, I do. You know what he's doing. Right? I know what he's doing. Uh, Eagles fan. So he's yeah. like, well, you know, he's, he's going to dip. You know, the Eagles uh, probably, yeah. you know. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. So then if, he's, games, if he's right, uh-huh. he can have the fantasy part covered. And when he's wrong, though, and the Eagles, you know, have whatever, 47 points on Sunday against the Rams. And AJ has, you know, 22 catches, ties the single game record. He'll be like, well, you know, I mean, my Eagles are just so good. Who cares? Right, what look, are you going to do? When you have Howie, you just have a whole bunch of good targets. Wow. It's all right. I mean, wow. look, look, if Quez Watkins was on Detroit, he'd be their best receiver. I mean, Whoa! that's how stacked they are. You know, that's just, they're just so loaded. They don't even need him. He's Dude, so- did you just hate on the sun god like that? I think yeah, I unintentionally. I'm going to let wow. that one slide. But I, look, I don't see a Monra on your uh, top 10. I, I thought, I about, it. thought, about, it. Yeah. thought yeah. about it. Yeah. Thought about it, but he did not make the cut. Just different level of upside with yeah. the receivers. Early second rounder. I'm with you. Toughest omission for you, Daniel. Travis Kelsey. Okay. And what I was the reason against? Um, I don't see tight end in the same Taylor position Swift. as you guys. No, I love Taylor Swift. I don't see tight end the same way that you guys do. I think that the reason why we were drafting Travis Kelsey fifth overall was because he was so much better than everyone else, but you were basically drafting him at cost. Yeah. There was no room for value there because you were going to have to get the top five season out of him. And at this yeah. point, I'm not seeing that out of Travis Kelsey in okay. the way that the rest of the tight ends have, have factored in. I think that I could draft him probably at the top end of the second round rather than have to use a first round pick with the way he started. I actually feel like the gap between Kelsey and everybody else is going to continue to be fortified at tight end. I really do. Yeah. I, I I know that like the next men up would be Mark Andrews and TJ, TJ. Hawkinson. Yep. Beyond that, is there anybody else that you think belongs no. in that conversation? All right. Now and Andrews has been really, really efficient. And then Hawkinson had like, you know, one dud game so far, which you just don't routinely get from Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. His dud is 12 points. I don't think that he is in this. I think in the next tier yeah. is Sam Laporta because I think he's going to keep getting volume, but I, I don't agree. think yep. he's anywhere near the TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews level yet. Yeah. I'm yep. curious with Laporta too. I, I think I, I agree. He's a tight end one. I'm curious just how involved Jamison Williams is going to be in the next few weeks. Is he going to be a 20% target share guy? Yep. You know, and if that's the case, that's going to take doubt away. I, I doubt, doubt that. Yeah. yeah doubt based that. on we listening, about it. You don't yeah, think he'll get there at some point in the next few weeks? <laughs> not in the next you know two weeks. I've decided. He what shouldn't I'm be just, on fantasy rosters then. Yeah. I disagree. No, he should be on rosters. Just that if he's not going to get to a 20% target share, he's going to be a flex at best. Right. But don't I mean, you want yeah, him on your bench? I mean, yeah, I guess so. You put him on your bench. But he's going to be hard to start him if he's not going to get there. That's the. I mean, you ask. If you have him on your bench right now. Mm-hmm. 
If you, if you have Jamison Williams on your bench, your hope is that he gets to that area. I would like 18 to 22% target share. That's going to be five, six, seven targets, eight targets. And in five and or six weeks from now, fantasy. that's where I think what's I'm, where I'm getting well, towards I'm saying, the fantasy At playoffs. some point this season. At yes, some point yes, this season, okay. he will get there. Yes. I, just not I in the next two weeks. Yeah, I don't I, think he'll agree. Can you guys like duke that on this one? Like get like more acrimonious right now. Can you do that? I thought that we were. Right I thought there. it was that pretty was, close. Like hostile. I thought I was, I thought I was pretty. That's I pretty want to have to get up from out of my seat. Do you have a good hostile and, voice? And separate the two of you. Try this for me. Mom, me love. Oh no! I watched this. Did <laughs> you want to try? You, that? You Can you do it? The, wait, what, what was the advice he Mom, gave? I don't even remember. Just do Mom, Mom the me loaf. I don't have my voice. I don't have my voice. Let's well, 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 power it. through it. You right want to do a feel? You want any grit in your voice? They did that on on the Manning cast. Yeah, yeah. My favorite thing about that, do we have like a two seconds here? Uh, my favorite thing on that broadcast was when they had Will Farrell. Like he had, a, he went to a school for broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, and they said do one play. Yeah, and so it good. happened to be the play where it was a, a Gino caught his own pass. I was yeah. like, that is so perfect. Like so the comedic great. timing that was. And amazing. his play so call a couple minutes later was so good. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the best. He was yeah. fantastic. Uh, all right, so I gave the reason for my reason. Travis Kelsey, the guy that I wanted to find a way to fit mm-hmm. in the top ten, but I didn't yep. field. Who did you have that was tough for you to omit? Uh, probably Tony Pollard, Antonio Pollard, Antonio, Antonio Pollard. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Sorry, okay. I don't. I don't have a good. Mike has actually concerned has has, uh, has convinced me. Um, yeah, that was the player that was my, my toughest omission. Yeah, but I got to tell you, more important than the fact that I omitted him from my top ten was that yesterday. So we're all sending on our top our top ten to our group thread for the show, and Mike made a joke about Antonio Pollard, and then Daniel like doubled down on the joke. I did. I was like, who the hell is Antonio Pollard? It's like, what are you guys talking? <laughs> I about? had no idea. I and I was like, wait, yeah. I was like, did they like did I like I was like did I accidentally say like Antonio Pollard recently? <laughs> nope. That, and I had absolutely no idea. Meanwhile, I go off the group thread and I text Mike and I'm like, hey, what's going on with this Antonio <laughs> what Pollard? Is very I ruined Fields afternoon. <laughs> Mike is like, like Googling uh, Antonio Pollard. Nothing. No results. No idea. By the way, I went to I went to Google. His name actually is Antonio yes, Pollard. His full name is Antonio. I was so, just being a, I don't yeah. know. I was just being weird. I just called him. I smart his full name. You I mean, yeah, tough omission for me. Like um, Rain Dakota, Rain Dakota Prescott. I've done that. Rain, Rain, Rain Prescott. Prescott. Rain Prescott. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's, just, it's fun to just be weird Tony, sometimes. Tony Pollard was your omission. Mike, did you give us your omission? Yeah, AJ Brown. I, Keenan Allen was right there as well. So okay. those two okay. guys, we talked about them. Again, Mike hates the Eagles. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. We had a really fun email field. I kind of want to tee this up for you oh. because I think this was really, really exciting. Oh, first though, actually, Before you get that, yeah, little IBM Watson stuff. That's right. Yeah. Now it's time for the AI generated fantasy insight built with IBM Watson X. This is for players that are rostered in more than 60% of leagues who have busted in two straight weeks. IBM has given us Jamar Chase, Field Yates. If you had the opportunity to potentially buy Jamar Chase right now, would you still do it given the Burrow injury? You know, Mike just made me feel a little bit more confident in my stance that I would. And this is one where earlier I was talking through like a DJ Moore trade scenario where it's hard to find a one for one. You might find somebody who's a bit anxious on Jamar Chase. And there might be a guy who's hovering around like wide receiver 10, 11, 12 in our weekly rankings, where you could talk me into me trading that player away for Jamar Chase, and I'd be doing it. What mm-hmm. do you guys think? Yeah, I'm with you. Again, still sixth in targets and catches. I'm going back to the rankings. He just hasn't scored yet. By the way. Uh, but yeah, I, especially if you if you need a miracle to get back in it. Like yep. Let's say you're 0-4, yep. maybe 1-3. 
you got to shake it up. You got, I mean, what's, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? Are you one and three because you have Jamar Chase as opposed to trying to trade well, him? Well, I'm saying if you don't have him, yeah. you know, you can maybe trade a guy that's been I solid. Bet you could, maybe I, a J.J. Really Moore and something for I was going to say, I really think somebody would consider like a Brandon Ayuk. They would offer you Jamar Chase in return for your Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Would you I would. It? I would uh, want Chase. Same, same with me. Yeah. Like that's the kind of trade that I do see happen. Especially if I'm one and three or 0 and four. That's one of those scenarios where I am shooting. If you're one and three or 0 and four, I am shooting for upside. You've been starting the safe floor play, and guess what? You're one and three because of it. So you got to shake it up. You got to look for some ceiling plays. And as a part of that, Jamar Chase, I'm just trusting the talent. There Shoot are the moon, some baby. guys that I'm just trusting the talent because they're just too good. Garrett Wilson, another one of those guys. As yeah. long as they have a quarterback that is going to give them targets, I'm going to keep believing in it. I'm a little it. less optimistic on Garrett Wilson just because the ceiling, I think, is much lower than Jamar Chase. Like Even in a bounce-back week last week, nine catches for 60 yards for mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson. But I do agree Like the concept of two guys who are buyer low, buy low players – I'm in on. I think mm-hmm. Zach Wilson scores more fantasy points than Joe Burrow this week. Ooh, that's a great board bet right there. Should we add that in? Should we all take one? Oh, How man. Can we do this? I'll, I'll, I, will, I will go the opposite way. I think Joe Burrow scores Burrow? Zach Wilson. Do you? Yeah. Interesting. I think it's all. I have them all together. Josh Jobs was the other part of that, it's right? right so there. I have all three in the same vicinity. So It I, almost feels like we each get unreal. to lay claim to one of them. Like Daniel yeah, we Zach Wilson. Take Wilson. Wilson. I have uh, Joe Burrow. And you've got Joshua Dobbs? That is amazing. Is that okay? It, imagine having okay. this conversation a month ago. Though. Yes. Be like, what? <laughs> All right. Like, okay, so let's Mike won that one. <laughs> I say Joshua Dobbs outscores Zach Wilson and Joe Burrow in week five. I say Joe Burrow outscores Joshua Dobbs and Zach Wilson in week five. I say Zach Wilson outscores Joe Burrow and Joshua Dobbs in week five. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. That is a heck of That's a board. Pass. Awesome. That's awesome. That is fun. So the question is, is the person who gets... <laughs> Does the person who finishes third get two losses for that? Yes, I think so. And the person who finishes first okay. gets two wins. Gets two wins. The guy in the middle, middle. is you one know, on one. Okay. I'm set up to fail here because if Burrow wins, it's like, yeah, okay, duh. No, like no, 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 no. Honestly, it's, you're putting yourself, you're putting I'm your just, neck out there right now yeah, with how bad he's been. <laughs> that, that's true. That's right, on the other cool. hand, if one of you win, it's like, wow, that was a brilliant call. Wow, that's <laughs> Zach Wilson. I can't God. believe I just did a portrait. I will go buy Zach a Josh Wilson. Dobbs jersey, not from the Cardinals Pro Shop because you can't get him there. You can't do it. I will go buy a Josh Dobbs jersey <laughs> if he wins his board bet for me. You're gonna have a lot of jerseys to buy. You need your yeah, Bobo you are. jersey. You need Bobo still jersey. working on Bobo, but Josh yeah. Dobbs could be a little bit easier to procure. It seems. Yeah, that's yep. right. All right, we had a really fun thing that came up here, Field. We Tell were about talking it. about with our buddy David Presley. We got a guy here that listens to the show. That's right. We have a commissioner. And a groom yeah. who was about to get married. His name is Matt Pollock. He's a big fan of the show. Works here at ESPN. Matt or Maverick? Ma- sorry, Maverick. Did I, I say, say Matt? Yeah. That's Mav. my bad. The Maverick thing about that Pollock. is that like it's okay to mess up on names, but when someone's name is as cool as Maverick, you got to get that You got to right. make sure you get yeah. the Maverick right. in there. Maverick. So we, Maverick's yeah. been trying to figure out yep. who to make his groomsman. Yes, and I he's been having this. such a hard time that you know what he did? What did he do? Decided to start a fantasy league. Oh. And initially it was so whoever wins is going to be my best man. Now. Walked back a little bit from that. I think they've decided that they're going to pick their own best man. But what we have found out, the top four finishers in this fantasy league will become groomsmen in Mavericks wedding. How do you feel about picking groomsmen based on how well they do in fantasy football, guys? Uh, I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the greatest ideas I have ever heard. Moreover, the person that finishes last 
has to sit at the kids' table for the wedding. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. This is genius. I love this idea. Now, I have found, and I'm thinking back to when we got married, and like I know that I, I feel like um the hard actually the harder part wasn't choosing who we wanted to have as our groomsmen and bridesmaids. It was more did you have the exact same number? number yeah. And if you're one off, mm-hmm. do you just have to go find an extra person? Or if you're two off, like, or do you just have the imbalanced line there? I love this idea, though. I think it's great. I think that it's hilarious. I think this is the spirit of fantasy football and Maverick. Uh, I want an invite to the wedding. I know that's asking a lot, but I would love to be there. At the very least, I like to send you a toast from afar. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, man. I love I, it. That's awesome. Thing is amazing. A really fun way to be able to make it like a spirited debate. To it's be hilarious. Like, I actually care about you more, Maverick, because I'm setting my lineup better than all these yahoos. Mm-hmm. Also, like, okay. I hope my friends out there aren't listening right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Definitely got excited to be a groomsman, like, early in my wedding career. Oh, yeah. By the end of it, I was like, <laughs> do I really have to be a groomsman? Like, you know, that that means, like, getting up, like, and being more attentive during the actual wedding day itself. When you're not, like, being invited to a wedding with no responsibility. Yes, no responsibility. It's awesome. Best part. Yeah. So The wedding starts at 4. It's like, I'll see you at 345. So if you were if you were in this league and you were fourth like week eighteen, I'm or seven, you want to take thank you yeah. for sure. Like, I, fifth, hey, you know, it's respectable finish, not last, <laughs> exactly. not at the kids' table, but yeah. I also get like down to fifth, get yeah. to go to like you know whatever. I don't I don't know what time of the year the wedding is, but if it's in a location where the weather is good, go have some beach beers at like noon. That sounds great. That sounds like a plan as opposed yeah. to having to be somewhere. Speaking of which, do the re- does the rest of the league get invited? Like the ones that don't make it. So if you're wow. fifth, you get invited, but you're not a groomsman. Ooh, I think you have to be invited. Because I feel like if you're in last place and that's the worst punishment, you sit at the kids' table. Doesn't it oh, feel so like everyone in the middle has to be there then? Yeah. 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 Okay. Probably got to be a part of it. Great still. idea, though, Maverick. I love it. A colleague of ours here at ESPN. Yeah, that's so great. Really, really fun idea. I love being able to just hear fun fantasy ideas around other stuff mm-hmm. in life because that's sort of the fun of it. Like, we're doing this fantasy football thing because we love playing with our friends because of the relationships. And yeah. yes, we all love sports, but like, I want to be able to make fun of you guys when like Mike makes a bad call and I make a bad call and you guys like, that's part of what we do is that camaraderie to go back and forth with each other. That was so nice of you. And you're like, yeah, Mike makes a bad call and I make a bad I call. A bad you, call. you're <laughs> you don't over make there. Bad calls, so. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't like, give you a bad call. No, I trust you. I got plenty of them. I got plenty of them on my ledger. That's for sure. So right. thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. We're going to be back tomorrow. Field and I doing a Thursday night football preview. Commanders and Bears. That's uh, right. And it's going to be our week doozy. five preview part one. We're going to add in yeah, a baby. few more fun things with that. So on behalf of Field and Mike Clay, my name is Daniel Dobb. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We love you. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. And we will see you tomorrow on Thursday. Peace. You're reminding yourself that tomorrow's Thursday? That's a big trying part to keep of it. The days That's exactly what head. it is. As if I say it today, I'm going to remember it tomorrow. Touchdown regression and weekly stats But if your team falls flat